I just believe God's got a, a word in due season for the body of Christ. And it's, uh, I'm so excited about the hour that we live in. It's like, in fact, I just want to pray that before we get started. I just thank you, Father, for you know all things. And Lord, even before the foundation of the earth, you knew this moment, this time, this people, this hour in the earth, even this day at Storehouse, that God, that you foreordained and chose it, Lord, to reveal your glory, to pour out your spirit, to equip us, Lord, for the, for the end-time ministry that you have for us. And Father, we just thank you that, Lord, that uh, before we breathed one breath, you knew the sum of them all, that you love everyone in this house, you love everyone in the earth, Lord, that, Lord, you came through your son Jesus to give us life and life to the full. That, Lord, that we don't have to work it up or make it happen. That, God, you give us everything we need to do what you've called us to do. Lord, it was said of King David that he fulfilled the purpose of God in his life for his generation. And my prayer, Father, is that everyone here, everyone listening to my voice, everyone hearing this message, even on recording, that, God, they will fulfill the purpose of God in their life for this generation, for this hour, for this moment. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. I, I, am, uh, I am so excited about right now, you know, and, and, and what, what I, I love about the Lord is that, you know, it, it doesn't really matter, um, it, it matters what we speak and what we do and what we're hearing. You know, the Bible says, be caref careful how you hear, you who are hearing the word of God in this hour. And there's, a, there's a carefulness to hear because we want to hear what the Spirit of God is saying in the earth. And, and, and the, the Lord, uh, I think it's in... 1 Corinthians chapter 14, the Apostle Paul says, look, if a man speaks from himself, then don't regard or don't fear that man. But if he speaks from the Lord, if, if it bears witness with your spirit, if, he, if a man is speaking for the Lord, then regard what he's saying. And, and, and nothing excites me more than knowing that we can access heaven, which is you know, really the, the motto of storehouse, is that we access heaven and, and transform the earth. And so right now, I, I feel like... Um, you know, prophetically, what, what's happened in this election season has so, and I know I spoke a little bit at, at the first of the year as we share our prophetic words, but prophetically, we are in such a, a, a great timing of the Lord to, to cross over into the promised land. And to me, the promised land is always revival. And so where we're going, where we've been is just in a season of, of, of like the children of Israel in the wilderness, we've been sustained, and in the, in the, the sustaining in the wilderness is miraculous. I mean, you know, getting manna every day is miraculous. But it's time to go from getting manna every day. When they crossed over to the promised land, the manna ceased from that day forth. And from that day forth, they lived on the spoil that they took from the enemy. <laughs> Amen. All right. So it's time for us to... Um, to, to enter in and take that and apprehend, that's okay, and apprehend that for which we've been apprehended. And so every one of us has been apprehended by the Lord or is in the process of being apprehended by the Lord before this meeting's over in Jesus' name. But, but being apprehended in the Lord for that that he came to, to purpose in us or through us. You know, the Lord says that, that the light, he is the light of the world. Jesus came as the light of the world and it says that men love the darkness, therefore they hid from the light. And so right now, it's like a victory has been given to us. And, and I remember um, in 2013, I gave a prophetic word, and I said that there would be a new voice and a new sound in the land that would shift political structures. And that that voice would cause the wicked to flee, even though no one pursues, but the righteous would be, would be as bold as a lion. 
And the Lord, and the Lord said that He was taking the cup of trembling from the hands of His people, and He was giving it to our adversaries. And so this year, I feel that things so shifted, and I'm not speaking politics, I'm speaking kingdom. There's a clash between the kingdoms of light and the kingdoms of darkness. And so the body of Christ, whether they understand it or not, they have to line up with what God is doing and what God is saying or, or be irrelevant to the hour. And our desire is to be relevant to the hour. And so when, when Donald Trump, who, you know, it's, it's been prophesied that he's a type of a Cyrus, and I believe that. He is like a Cyrus. And what Cyrus did is he came to a people, the body of Christ, or, or Israel, which was God's people, they were in captivity to a Babylonian captivity. But they were still Israel. They were still God's people. They were still reproducing. They were still multiplying. They were still being blessed. There was excellence still upon them. But they, all that excellence and all that uh, supernaturalness was in a, in a place of captivity under a Babylonian system that wouldn't let them represent, be the representation of God in the earth that God desires to show forth His glory through a people that is, is free doing what God's called them to do. Well, I believe that what Cyrus did, not, I don't believe, but what Cyrus did is he came and he brought a victory for the people of God. He set the captives free. Yes. Psalm 126 verse 1 says that when the Lord turned the captivity of Zion, they were like those who dreamed dreams and their mouth was filled with laughter. That is exactly where we are right now. The Lord, it, it, prophetically, what the Lord spoke to me is Isaiah 61, and I'm not going to read the whole chapter, but basically it says that this is the acceptable time of the year, uh, the acceptable time of the Lord. This is the year of the Lord's favor. This is, a, this is the year of the Lord's favor upon your life. And what God spoke to me was that, that God's truth, the truth of God's word would trump every lie of the enemy. And so God's truth is trumping every lie in your circumstances, every lie that exalts itself above the call of God, above the promises of God. You know, when Joseph was called, was sold into slavery, he never took on the identity of a slave. And so many of us have been in a, in a place where we, when, when Joseph was sold into slavery, When Joseph was sold into slavery, he never took on the identity of a slave. Yeah. However, when he was sold into slavery, when he was in a position of being stripped, he was literally being positioned for his destiny. So many of you, even though you've been in a time of stripping, you've actually been positioned for the very sphere of influence that you're going to rise and shine in and be that influence. Okay? I'll... I wish I can I get a witness. <laughs> Woo. Lisa, you're you rock, girl. <laughs> but it's the acceptable year of the Lord. So what the response of the church in this hour, like from a Cyrus, what God did is he used Cyrus to set the captives free, to set free his people to go be who they were called to be and to show forth his glory in the earth. But after that, it was up to guess what? Israel. I mean, Cyrus didn't do anything else. He released the captives, and he released the finances, by the way, to do what the captives were meant to do. And so that's what Cyrus does. He releases the captives to go be who they're called to be, and he releases them, and he releases the finances to fund and finance what they're going to be. And I believe that's what has shifted in our nation as there's been a shifting in the atmosphere. And what we're seeing manifested in the streets of, the, of our nation right now are literally principalities and powers that have been cast down. I mean, there really, there's a manifestation of the wickedness in our, in our land right now. 
And, and when I look at them and when I've been praying over this, um, over the people, what I'm seeing in America, it's like there's a, th these people are our harvest. I mean, the, the, these people that are, that are marching in the streets, if they really had understanding, they'd be dancing in the streets. Yeah. I mean, they ought to be rejoicing about what just happened for them and that they're going to benefit from instead of railing against it. But the truth is, is, you know, Jesus said we build our house upon the rock. And the rock is, is the truth. And when you build your house upon a lie and that lie begins to shake, then you begin to manifest because you're losing the hope in the very thing that you put your trust in. And what these people have put their trust in is not truth. And so the Lord is, is, is laying a plumb line in the earth of God's truth and God's word. And so as we were praying uh, after the election, I kept seeing um, the Lord spoke to me a couple of things. I, I saw the angel of the Lord over the White House. And this angel of the Lord, he, he had a sword in his hand, but as I was watching the angel, the sword turned into a tuning fork. And as the tuning fork began to reverberate, it shook everything that could be shaken. Yeah. And that tuning fork was truth. It was the spirit of truth. And everything that was not built upon truth was just shaking all over the earth. And the Lord gave me the verse out of Haggai where it says, Once more I'll shake the heavens and the earth, the dry land and the sea, and I will shake the desire of all nations that they may turn to the desire of all nations, which is Jesus. So we're at a time where God is shaking everything that can be shaken so that that which cannot be shaken will remain. And so as this week we were, I was, Debbie and I came to Storehouse for one of the prayer sets, and while we were praying, I kept seeing the Liberty Bell being rung yeah. over America. And I saw this liberty, liberty bell, and I saw it ringing, and I saw, um, let, me, let me back up a little bit. What I, what I see over the minds of, of, of a people in America is, is, is strong delusion. And in and, and 2 Corinthians, this is um, 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 10, says that because they did not receive the love of the truth, it's talking about the last days, the Apostle Paul. He says, because they did not receive the love of the truth, God gave them over to strong delusion. And if we don't receive the love of the truth in our own personal life, then we can be deluded. We can come under delusion and, 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 and mixture. And so God wants not only to set the captives free that are out there, but he wants to set us free. And, and nothing, you know, nothing upsets me more. I've been ministering now for, I don't know, 30, 40 years. And, and as, as a prophetic person, when, when, I'm, when someone's coming like for personal counseling, I know when I'm just speaking from experience or what I know the word of the Lord says and when I'm speaking from a rhema word of God that I know will set that person free. Yeah. And nothing grieves me more to know that I'm speaking by the Spirit and the person won't receive it. You know? And yet I have to remind myself that the word of God does not return void, but it will accomplish to and towards that which it is sent. But see, the truth, I'll, I'll clean this up for our television audience. Family, I could say it like I want to say it. <laughs> No, yeah, you don't want this one. But, well. All right, Lisa. The truth will set you free, but it'll piss you off first. You're welcome, Lisa. You forced it. Tracy, call Lisa. But the truth will set you. See, it's not the truth that it's, it's always the truth. You always have to get in a place in life where you want to know the truth more than you want to be right. The, the pain of remaining the same has to be greater than the pain of change or you'll never change. 
The pain of remaining the same has to become greater than the pain of change or you'll never change. And so what, what God sends his people to do is to speak the truth in love. But what God is speaking to me is that not speaking the truth is not love. You know, in Matthew chapter 5, Jesus came with the Beatitudes. He said, blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall see the kingdom of God. And see, it doesn't say blessed are the peacekeepers. See, anybody can keep peace by compromising the truth. And see, when you, when you compromise the truth for the sake of peace, then you neither have peace nor truth. You don't make peace, you just keep truth, and you just keep it. But it, see, it's the truth that sets people free. So love speaks the truth. True love speaks the truth. If you really, somewhere, I think I heard this in a movie, I think it was Camelot. But it says, the truer the truth, it was, I'm telling you. The truer the truth, let's see, the harder the truth, the truer the friend that tells you. And see, if we really love people, we tell them the truth. And so God is looking for people to ring that bell of liberty, and that bell of liberty is truth. And you are the bell that God wants to ring in the life of other people. God wants to release us as he's turning us free. I mean, the job of the church is to take the victory that he's given us and to set the captives free by speaking the truth. And, and, and truth, the truth of God is going to triumph all else in this season. Love speaks the truth. See, what's, at, what's going on in our nation is that, the, you know, Jesus said, the thief cometh not, John 10, 10, the thief cometh not but to steal, to kill, and destroy. But I've come that you may have life and life to the full. A thief is not like a, a robber. You know, a thief steals secretly. A thief, a thief steals unbeknownst to the one he's stealing it from. And so it takes the light of the Holy Spirit, the light of God's Word, the illumination of God's Word to light up the area where the thief is stealing from you. See? See, a burglar brings a gun, and you know who it is. So a burglar's not, but the thief comes secretly. And so the church's job is to, is to speak the truth in love in a way that can unlock the minds and the hearts of the people that really in our nation have been carried away through just strong delusion from the media through college professors, through high school, through just society where it, it, it mocks the truth and promotes the lie. Where if you speak the truth, you're going to be mocked. And so to, to say, you know, Jesus said, I'm going to go back to Matthew chapter 5. He said, blessed are the peacemakers for they shall be called the sons of God. Well, the very next verse says, bless those who are persecuted for righteousness sake for theirs is the kingdom of God. And then he says, blessed are you when they revile you and persecute you and say all kinds of evil against you and falsely lie about you for my sake. That's what's going on in the world. So if it was all about keeping the peace, then they wouldn't be persecuting you. They wouldn't be mocking you. They wouldn't be lying and saying all kinds of things about you. So this is the year that even in the past, you know, the Bible says that we're to, to preach the gospel. Um, where is that? Timothy. I think I wrote that one down somewhere. Let me get this verse. 2 Timothy 4.2, it says, Preach the word and be instant in season and out of season. Well, we've had eight years of being out of season to preach the word. I mean, we're supposed to preach it out of season, but there's really no ears to hear it. But what I'm declaring to you by the Spirit of the Lord is things have shifted over our nation where it's now in season to preach the word of God. It's now in season to preach the truth and to speak the truth in love. 
there's a world out there that is, is desperate because everything they had their hope in has been shaken. And so the body of Christ has to keep speaking the truth. You know, one of our prayers for years has been that God would clean the airwaves yeah. in America. Yeah. And I see really just the, the, the indoctrination, the lying spirit over our land is coming down. In fact, Lord, we, we just declare, Lord, by faith that, Father, that your tuning fork of truth is shaking every lying spirit over our land. And that, God, you're setting captives free. That, Lord, you set the minds and the hearts of a people that are desperate for truth, even though they don't love the truth. That, God, you'll grant a love for the truth in America. That America will be delivered from this strong delusion in Jesus' name. David said this, King David, he said, Let a righteous man strike me, it's kindness. This is uh, Psalm 141, verse 5. It says, Let a righteous man strike me, it's kindness. Let him reprove me, it is as oil upon my head. Let not my head refuse it. David considered a, a righteous man striking, someone speaking the truth over him. He didn't want to be so, you know, all of us can be deceived. It's hard to see the chip on your own shoulder. You know it? That's why Jesus said, look, take the, get the plank out of your own eye so that you can see clearly to get the speck out of somebody else's. And so it takes the Holy Spirit and the illumination of God's Word to come and set somebody free so that they can speak the truth in a way that you can hear it. And, and so I just want to say that there's, there's never a perfect way to confront somebody. There's never a perfect way or perfect time. The enemy never comes to me when I'm all fasted up and prayed up and ready. He always manifests when I'm having like one of my lousy flesh days or something, you know. <laughs> And so you're, I mean, so it, because it's all God, it's never us. And so we have to trust that when God sends someone across your path, rather than stumbling and saying he doesn't want to hear it, whether he's got the ears to hear it or not is, is, is up to God. It, but speaking the truth will not return void in this person's life. And so this is the year that God's removing the bushel basket off of his people. God says, God says I, I don't light a lamp and put it under a bushel basket. Well, God is the light of God's word Jesus is the, is the Word of God made flesh that come to dwell among us. Even as we just took communion, we took in the life of Jesus. We took in the Word of God. We took in the, the, the Word made flesh in us. We're, to be, we're, we're supposed to be the Word. We're like Jesus. As He is, so are we in the earth. We're to be not conformed to this age, but being transformed by the renewing of our mind to the Word of God. So we are the walking Word of God. We are... As, as, as he is, so are we in the earth. And so God wants to, to light us up, to, that, that the lamp comes off of us so that the light of the living word in us is expressed through us everywhere we go. And so even as I go back to that Joseph thing, the light that was in him, the word of truth that was in him, the person that he actually was suddenly was lit up in a way where Pharaoh, the king of, of, of Egypt, wanted to know what he had to say and put him in command. This is where the body of Christ, it's time to possess the gates of our enemies. And so the gates, the gates of the enemies are the places of influence, whether it's education or politics or, uh, or media or the newscast. It's time for the, for the righteous to rise and shine and to, and to possess the gates of their enemy. And it's not like it used to be. You know, Jesus said that, that you're the salt of the earth, but if salt loses its flavor, it's not good for anything but to be trampled underfoot. We're to be the light and the salt. The, the Bible says the Word of God, it's a lamp unto our feet, and it's a light unto our path. I mean, the, 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 the lamp shows us where we're standing, but the light on the path shows us the way out of where we're standing, right? So the Word of God, it shows us where we are. It locates us, but it also shows us the way out. 
And that's what we're supposed to be to other people. We're supposed to be that light out there that shows people what they're walking in and says, man, this is your purpose. This is your destiny. God loves you. He has a plan for your life. The reason why you're feeling so angry right now and so bitter, you're not, I mean, what I heard on the airwaves the other day, I felt so sorry for those women. I, I, I was, I mean, I went to prayer and I just said, you know, Lord, what happened to those women to get so twisted up, so messed up? And I was sitting there going, Lord, I said, um, I just, I just said, you know, the truth of God's word and how much He loves them will set them free forever. You know, it wasn't a, it wasn't a message that got me. It was the love of God that wrecked my life. I just, the excruciating, holy love of God for me changed me forever. I could not walk away from that encounter and pretend that God wasn't real, that He didn't know who I was, and that He didn't have a plan for my life. I knew that I knew I was never the same. He wrecked me for the world, and that's what God does. That's what God wants to do. For these people that are in the streets right now, marching around, he wants to wreck them for the world. David said, and excuse me, in Proverbs twenty-seven four, it says, "Better an open rebuke than love that is hidden." God wants to impart a love for the truth, because the Bible says it's the truth that will set you free. And see, the enemy knows that. Jesus said, you shall know the truth, the truth will set you free. The enemy knows if he can keep the truth from going out, he can keep the souls of men captive. And so God's wanting to release his people with a boldness. The Bible says, after that, the Holy Ghost shall come upon you. You shall receive boldness to be my witness. God wants a, a church that is bold to, to receive his, to be his witness in the earth. So God wants to, to, um, to release that tuning fork of his word. Things have shifted in our nation it's not the same anymore. I want to read to you Numbers 14, verse 9. It's a scripture God gave me for this morning. As we cross over into the land, this is the children of Israel set this thing up. The children of Israel, they, were, they had been in the wilderness. They're now ready to cross over. So they, spend, they send the 12 spies in. You know the story. They send 12 spies in to spy out the land. But only two of them, Joshua and Caleb, came back with a good report. And so Caleb, he's interceding as they bring the evil report. They said, yeah, everything's just like God said it was in the promised land, except for there's these giants there. And the giants in America right now is this mocking, intimidating spirit that says, if you speak the truth, you're going to be ridiculed, you're going to be mocked, you know, whatever. What I'm saying is that things have shifted in the body of Christ. And here's what Caleb said. Caleb had the eyes of the spirit to see it. And he says, do not rebel against the Lord, nor fear the people of the land, for they are our bread and their protection has now departed from them. That's the word of the Lord over America. I'm telling you, the, 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 the enemy's protection has been, something has shifted in our nation where the, 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 the hand of the enemy and that stronghold, that principality that was over our land, that where it was not a season to speak the word, now it is a season to speak the word. These giants that are in the land, they are our bread. You know, when we pray, give us our daily bread, we're really saying, Lord, give us our daily giant. You know? <laughs> Because the, the giants in the land, they are bred for us. And so this intimidating spirit is, is not, this, it, that's been in our land, the Lord says, I've taken that cup from, from their hands. They're actually fearing. The fear of the Lord has come upon the enemy. When Esther inter was interceding for the children of Israel, well, first of all, before she interceded for the children of Israel, I want to go here. It says that uh, Mordecai, who was Mordecai? Her nephew? Her cousin? Her uncle, her cousin, what is it? I got uncle, cousin, y'all are worse than me. Uncle. Okay, so Mordecai, her uncle, 
She's, he, he says, look, you've got the favor of the king. He says, it's up to you to go before the king on our behalf or the children of Israel are about to be annihilated. And she said, she was afraid. She goes, well, if I go, I'll perish. And he said, if you don't go, God will raise someone else up in your place. I don't want God to raise someone up in my place to do what he's called me to do. And so Esther, Esther said, look, if I perish, I perish. <laughs> Amen. But because of her intercession, the Bible says this. It says, so great was the victory of the Jews that the fear of the Jews fell upon the whole land. And even those who were not Jews pretended to be Jews because, the, because of the great victory that God gave them. That's where we are in America. The Lord spoke to me over this election that it was a sign to the unbeliever. But here's what he else he spoke to me. This is a week, or maybe a week, yeah, a week or two after the election, I was praying. And he said to me, he said, if they didn't believe the first sign, they're going to believe the second. Wow. Remember, Moses was set up as a deliverer of God's people. God gave him two signs. He says, look, if they don't believe the first, they'll believe the second. And God has set this man up to bring a deliverance for the body of Christ. And if they don't believe the first, and I don't know what the second sign is, but we'll know it when we see it. But I, I'm, I'm anxious to see it. But if they didn't believe the first sign, they're going to believe the second. This is God's man for this hour. And again, I'm not speaking politics. I'm speaking kingdom things. This is the hour for God's people to arise and shine for victory in the earth. Amen? But here's what happened with Esther. She interceded. and It says on the day that the enemies of, of Israel would have defeated them, the Jews rose up and defeated their enemies. But then here's what happened. She went the very next day. She didn't sit there on that victory. She went before the king the very next day. And she inquired of him again. And he said, what, what, what would you have me to do? And she said, let it be done again tomorrow as we did yesterday. And that's, the, that's, the, that's what the church has got to do is that in this hour, there's been, a, there's been a shifting in the kingdom realm, in the spirit realm, but it's up to us to take that step and say, Lord, we're not, we need to strike the ground and keep on striking it. We can't just sit back and wait for politics to handle what we're called to do. It's not going to happen that way. The body of Christ has got to rise up and speak up. And for a long time, myself included, we've been in a place of being silenced. You know, there's a, there's, the enemy wants to quench that spirit that's in you and make it of no effect. And yet at the same time, God's saying, now's the day. It's not like yesterday. The Lord says, I've taken away their stronghold. I've taken away, things have shifted where the Lord is now for us and these enemies are bred for us. And I'm exhorting you prophetically that it's time to arise and shine. It's time to, if you've been one who has been quiet or on the job and you're in your family and other places, and in in whatever your sphere of influence is, God wants you to begin to speak up and to speak out. And he promises you that it's not like yesterday. Even though you fished all night, like Jeff said, well, you've caught nothing. Nevertheless, at the word of the Lord, as you let down the net, as you begin to speak and declare over your family, over your business associates, over your classmates, whatever it may be, as you begin to speak the word of God, God promises that the word will accomplish to and towards that which it is sent. There's a fresh anointing upon the body of Christ. It's time that these giants that were there of intimidation and whatever, it's time that the harvest is white under, the field is white under harvest. And it's time to bring in the harvest. And the harvest, the harvest, the harvest is the promises of God for your life as well as the harvest that's out there under strong delusion right now in, the, in, the, in America. 
So it's, it's time to take the harvest. It's, it's a great time in the body of Christ. Let's stand to our feet and pray. The Apostle Paul said, look, if I still preach the gospel to please men, if I was a man pleaser, then I'd no longer be a bondservant of Christ. See, we, we, the Lord says in the last days that men would not receive wise counsel, but would gather to themselves teachers that would tell them what their itching ears want to hear. We don't want to tickle people's ears. We don't want to, to, um, to coddle people all the way into hell. You know, I want to love people enough to speak the truth to them. You know, I, I determined a long time ago that every human being ought to have the right to receive or reject the message of the gospel. It's not up to me to get people saved. It's up to me to speak the truth and let the Holy Spirit do what the Holy Spirit does. Amen? During worship, and this scripture, it, I don't even know, I just feel to share it, but it... it, it um, I thought about this verse. It's kind of weird as good as worship was. I'm thinking about Revelation in this chapter anyway. <laughs> but you know, Matthew, there was, there's a verse where it says, um, it's probably the last chapter, I'm sure, maybe the last verse, but it says, let those who are wicked be wicked still, and let those who are righteous be righteous still. Hallelujah. I mean, there's a day when it's all over, when wherever you are is what you're going to be for eternity. And Lord, it's up to us in this hour and this generation to speak the truth in love. Father, I thank you for your people. And Lord, I just declare, Lord, what you are saying, that God, there's a shifting in the atmosphere. That God, that, that you want to ring the liberty bell over this nation. Lord, over those that have been held captive, Lord, through strong delusion and lies that are, are desperate for truth and don't even know it. They, they reject the very thing that would be set them free. And yet you've called us to speak the truth anyway. And so, Father, we just thank you, Lord, for boldness. That You said after that, the Holy Ghost shall come upon you and you shall be turned into another man. Lord, even though there would be some in here that, you know, like Gideon, that would say, you know, I'm the least, I'm from the least of the tribes, I'm the least of the family, and I'm the least in my family, and yet God called him a mighty man of valor. Lord, I thank you that regardless of how people see themselves, you call them mighty men and women of valor. Hallelujah. And Lord, I pray that as your word is, so are they in the earth. As you are, so are they in the earth. And Lord, I thank you for an excellent spirit of wisdom and grace to speak the word that will set captives free. And God, I thank you that they don't have to come up and conjure up anything but a scripture that just sets the captives free. I thank you that your word will not return void, but it will accomplish to and that which it is sent, to where it's sent in the, in the lives of all in this place that speak it. And so, Lord, I pray for just a baptism of boldness to come upon your church. I pray for a baptism of fire. I pray that the fire of God that would be, their word of God would be like fire shut up in their bones. I pray for an igniting of fire and passion and zeal and strength. I thank you, Lord, that you're releasing a joy that is our strength. I thank you, Lord, that it is with great joy that we draw water from the wells of salvation. That, God, that with joy we shall draw water from the wells of salvation. Lord, I thank you that your people go forth in joy to set the captives free. I thank you for ringing the liberty bell over our nation. I thank you for ringing your people, God, that they'll make a certain sound that will set the captives free in Jesus' name. And we thank you for it, Lord. Amen.
it's for me very much so, so I don't want to sound like I'm saying this to the body, but it's a word of admonition that the Lord gave me this week. And it started with just that verse of scripture that we're to come together with uh, singing psalms unto one another and, you know, speaking the word of God. And then the Lord started to show me that oftentimes, and, and I mean, I see this when I pray for people. And, and I mean, we all can fall victim to this where we're spending so much time talking about the symptoms, the circumstances, the this and the that. And the Lord said to me, he said, in the situations, in the circumstances, in the symptoms, and the manifestations, there's no power. They're changing. They're changing daily, they're changing weekly, monthly, yearly, but the power is in the word of the Lord. Whatever God's word is, if we're speaking that amongst each other often, if we're speaking it over our circumstances, it's unchanging, it's eternal. It's mighty to the tearing down of every stronghold in our lives, it's true. And I'm just saying for all of us, you guys, Let's really make it an effort in this year where, like Pete said, we've won a great victory in the spirit, but we want to keep getting those victories every day. And when we speak the word of God, when we believe it in our heart, we are powerful and mighty to bring these things down in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. We want to have our, our prayer teams come up, if you would. And I want to open up the altar for those that want prayer for, for anything, but here's... I just know how my gifting works is that I want to stay on the theme that God brings when he brings a word. And when, when I said that the, the truth is what sets you free, you know, 90% of counseling is really just bringing people to bring in whatever is hidden in darkness and bring it to the light. That's really all it is. Whatever, you know, when there's repeating things or reoccurring things in someone's life, it's usually something that has not been, there's a lie in there that has not been exposed to the light of God's truth. And so, like James chapter 5 says, this sums up counseling to me. Confess your faults one to another that you may be made whole. It doesn't mean made just healed. It means be made whole. It means complete. It means so-so. It means the fullness of what Jesus brought and bought and purchased at the cross. You know, um, there's a word in the scripture, I think it's in Joel chapter 2, where it says that, that I'll redeem the times. Uh, let's see. I'll restore the years. That word restore... In the Hebrew word, it's, it's shalem. It's kind of like the word shalom. And shalem doesn't mean to bring back what you lost. I mean, to you and I, it means like if God's going to restore something, he's going to give you back what you lost. But in God's vocabulary, it means I'm going to give you back, bring you back to the point as if sin had never touched your life. When he shalems you, he's restoring you to his original intention. Amen. So whatever is in there that's hidden, we want to bring it to the light or let God bring it to the light. So it's time, church, that we can be set free. And, and if there's no, the Bible says if our eye be single, then our whole body is filled with light. And see, if, if our light's going to shine, Isaiah 60, arise and shine, it's going to be because our body is filled with light yes. and, and that our eyes are single. That there's nothing that's distracting us from the left or the right, but that we're wholeheartedly unto the Lord. So as we come forward, I mean, I just want you to examine yourself and like, let's get whatever it is out. Amen.